0: Minus 3 with Dave Damoschek. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to the newest Minus 3 presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. So much to talk about. People act like June and July are dead spots on the sports calendar. Au contraire, the playoffs are getting good in the NBA and the NHL. Baseball rolls on and football is never far from our mind. Here to talk about all of it. Our old, maybe our oldest pal here (laughs) on minus three. He's down in Charlotte, North Carolina, ready to kibitz about this, that, and the other. It's Jeff with a G, Schwartz. What's the poop, fella? By the way... Before you say a word, Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. New episode out there for you. Track it down wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and uh, you will thank me later for having done that. We will extend beyond that conversation into some pro football, like I say, NBA. We hear tale from uh, from Cousin Sal that Schwartz is um, is making wagers on one Jacob deGrom. I want to get his thoughts on what deGrom's doing so far. Positively historic is where he's tracking right now. How are you, Schwartz?
1: I'm good. I requested coming back on this podcast because some of your non sports takes, I mean, your sports takes sometimes, you know, they're there what they are. Like I can you they're know, good. I, can, I can throw a touchdown pass, like that just still mind-boggling to me. But the, some of your your food takes lately, you've had no one to push back against you. Your footfall take is utterly atrocious. You have no one to push back. So I'm here today to give you some dose of reality here because you've had no one to tell you you said you said it with, with Sal. You take a Langer's pastrami sandwich and you put French fries and coleslaw on it. If I wanted that sandwich, Dave, I would just go to Pittsburgh and get that sandwich. I don't want that sandwich. I want a hot pastrami sandwich. No one pushed back against that.
0: Uh, listen, I'm not. Ga- I'm not going to knock you for saying like, just give me, just give it to me uncut, just give it to me pure. I don't want the nonsense surrounding it. I get it. I respect it. But are are you really going to get? Uh, worked up about putting delicious French fries yes. on top of delicious hot pastrami? Why? Yeah. Why, why, why is that because your business you're ruining I put in you're my ruining, I'm not ruining anything. Those things taste good, you, you understand.
1: You're taking one of the best sandwiches ever created, a hot corned beef pastrami sandwich with some deli mustard, you know, the spicy brown possibly if you would like, maybe a piece of cheese, maybe not a piece of cheese, just delicious. And you're throwing crap on top of it that doesn't need to be there.
0: I'm not suggesting putting caramel on top of uh, pastrami, which caramel is delicious. You understand? Coleslaw doesn't and belong hot on pastrami. Is delicious, but they don't go together. The point is complementary foodstuffs together in in between two nice pieces of bread. I, I of all the things. I mean, you know. It's unbecoming for a man of of your considerable carriage to to worry about what I'm putting into my maw. Who are you to determine? Well, who who anointed you arbiter of whether or not my hot pastrami deserves a piece of cheese or not? Spoiler I didn't say alert, cheese.
1: You said you just coleslaw? said maybe if
0: you want cheese. You said maybe yeah, if you yeah, want cheese. Right. Let me maybe clear up. Let me clear up any questions about that. I do want a nice piece of cheese on, on my hot pastrami because it makes cheese? it sing. Well, please all the tell more. me you're
1: not putting like white American on there.
0: Now listen, who do you think you're speaking to? Do you think I'm uncultured? Do you think I don't know good from bad? Of course I do, and I would I'll take a nice piece of Swiss Thank or you. provolone. Either way, those 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 are nice. Those are complimentary cheeses when you melt them over your favorite meat on a sandwich. And coleslaw. the The one thing I have to say is to be clear to anybody out there who. I can't imagine is at this point worrying about what other people are eating um but if you're on board with uh Jeff Schwartz ascending up to Mount Pius, huffing and puffing with every step, no doubt, please don't give yourself a heart attack again, uh, you're a man of considerable carriage, don't make any uh, take a, any unnecessary risks as you ascend to Mount Pius to condescend to me about what I choose to uh to eat in my favorite deli, Coleslaw, I want the vinegar based kind, you understand. Now, at Primanti's in Pittsburgh, you don't get it mayonnaise coleslaw. It's the vinegar-based stuff. Quite different, and again, really goes nicely on almost any sandwich you can think of. I'm more than happy to do a sandwich win-play show with you if you want to, Jeff Schwartz. Let's dig in a little bit on some of the hot sports action that's going on right here and now. Um, I don't love going too deep on a game that's going to be played in the same day that we record because... One, I'm vain, and if I'm wrong about what I pick and you listen to it the day after, then I seem like a dope, uh, more than a dope than I already do. And also, we're, we're making projections around James Harden being back for the Brooklyn Nets now. Probably he's questionable at the time of this recording. Let's start right there. What do you think specifically about James Harden? And his impact, I I think if you get something close to hundred percent, James Harden, that the Nets should be able yeah. to with Harden. That that should be enough for them to to knock off the Bucks. But first of all, about that. But then also talk about this this push and pull of like who do you think's making this decision, Schwartz? Do you think James Harden is saying this because hammies, I know are very tricky. That's what you always hear, like oh you rush back, you can put yourself on the shelf for much longer. Do you think do you think Steve Nash, someone in the organization, like we're one and done here, Harden. We got to get it done this year. Or I don't know what. Or is Harden having some competitive spirit here and saying, I got to be out there for my guys? How say you?
1: Yeah, it's a good question because in the span of the day uh, that we're recording this, uh, it's 2.15 right now Eastern. Uh, from like 11 a.m. Eastern to 2.15, he went from out, doubtful, questionable, probably playing. And he hasn't even practiced today. He hasn't warmed up yet. We don't know how Hampshire's is going to be. My guess is... It's a little bit of both, Dave. Right? He says, Look, I got to play. Kyrie's out, they need my help. I'm gonna try to come back. And probably the team's like, Hey, James, like, you gotta play. We need you tonight. If you can, if you can do it, give it to us. But the problem I, I think that we're gonna run into is we saw with Anthony Davis trying to come back too soon, right? Is that if he gets hurt again tonight and makes it worse and sets himself back with the rehab, he may not even be able to play next series either. So you're in that fine line of like, How much do you play him? and? The reason I think the Lakers played Anthony Davis in game six and maybe why the Nets do it tonight is more for a confidence boost for the rest of the team, right? We saw that when Tyree went out in game four, the team just deflated because what happens is not only is now Kyrie out and Harn out is that the guys on the team that are the fourth, fifth and sixth and seventh players, they're great in those roles, right? Because that's what their role is. Well, now they move from the fourth and Joe Harris, the fourth best player to the second best player. That's not really his role, right? He's not a guy giving you 25 points a night on demand now against, you know, maybe Middleton's guarding him, right? He's, he gets a, a better defender now as well. Um, and then just need to take some heat off off Durant. I mean, P.J. Tucker is getting his grill. I'll tell you what, though. If LeBron had zero points in the fourth quarter of a playoff game when his buddy went down, that would lead sports talk for days. And there's not a peep about Kevin Durant in the same situation. Like, if Kevin, if KD doesn't win this game tonight... I hope he gets the same amount of criticism LeBron would get when LeBron doesn't win a game, when his superstar partner is out as well.
0: Boy, you and I park our cars in the same garage on the the perception of LeBron and who he is and the, the fact that it's just baldly – um, I'm not talking about his bald spot because he and I share that uh, infirmity. Um, but the the people that go after it's just it's just so weird, the double standard that they have around him. I guess it's because he's the guy who has been most compared to the greatest uh, basketball player of all time, even more than Kobe or, or otherwise. So I guess with that comes a higher standard of expectation. But, yeah, with KD. Just as a reminder to to, to the willfully um, amnesia uh, the willful amnesiacs listening right now, Magic Johnson didn't have to chase titles. To, he never had to go anywhere else or manufacture a situation that would provide him with the best chance to win because. He was drafted onto a team that had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And then, th- and then things broke just right that then they got James Worthy right after that. And Byron Allen, too. So this was a loaded team he walked into. Larry Bird was drafted onto a team that had Tiny Archibald on it and still Dave Cowan's a, a future Hall of Famer. And then those guys went out the door and then in came the Chief and Kevin McHale and Dennis Johnson. So it, it's, it's nonsensical when people attempt to say, well, KD had to do it. Oh, man. oh, the other greats didn't have to do it. Yeah, Michael Jordan didn't do anything until they got Scottie Pippen and added some nice pieces too. I do agree with you though about KD. I don't think I think it's practically that when when it's KD is the only of the big three out there. He's their best scorer, and the other two are no slouches either. They rank historically um, as some of the greatest scores basketball's basketball's ever seen, but he's not a distributor. That's the difference. If you have Kyrie or James Harden, there is some threat of them, um, you know, playing distributor to KD. The other side of that does not work out. So they really are very limited when he's the only member of the big three out there. What do you think, though, about Eddie Spaghetti? What's the latest? Because the line moves, and I'm underwhelmed, frankly, by, I guess, we don't know if James Harden's going to go out there, to your point, Schwartz, and do an AD and play for a little while and be like, yep, can't do it. Um, what is the latest number on this game though?
2: The line right now for the Nets at, uh, almost 1120 Pacific time is the Nets are getting two and a half points. Uh, they're, they're plus 114 in the money line. The total for the game is 221 and a half. And in terms of the series odds, they've actually changed since last night when I sent the rundown, it's now bumped up to the Nets, uh, plus 120 to uh, win the series.
0: I got to say Schwartz, I feel like I'd be embarrassed if I were the Bucks. You know, that's the, but that's not the reaction. Like you just said, um, you know, well, look at PJ Tucker. What he's with, you must have the context that this is, if there was that, that one, um, Christmas special, a year without Santa. These are the playoffs without any big stars, or most a- a- any of the big stars left now. It's crazy. the The plague of injuries, and Damashek has to own it here. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I shouldn't have involved Embiid and the Sixers in this. I announced on Extra Points just uh, 24 hours ago that. Isn't it weird and ironic that all these big stars are out, but the two that are going to be left standing in the finals are Embiid and Chris Paul. Well, Embiid looked like uh, he was pretty banged up. It's weird, though, because it looked more like he was tired than anything. But, I mean, 0 for 12 is 0 for 12. That was crazy stuff. I I just want to throw these whole playoffs out now and start fresh, because this is the weirdest pox of injuries in a non-contact sport that I can remember.
1: Yeah, I I don't like that this is kind of an attrition playoffs, right? Like we, in in the NFL, it's expected, right? You're just going to have injuries. Hope You survive. You make it long enough. It's a physical sport, right? If you make it to the end of the season, healthiest, you often are in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, just plain and simple. If you're a talented team and you're the healthiest, but the NBA, we we, it's a superstar league. I want to see superstars play. I want to see all the best players play. I don't want to watch backups play. I don't want to watch, you know, the fifth best player now become the second best player on a team. And, we're going to end up with a champion that doesn't kind of fit the criteria of what we've seen in the NBA for the last 25 years. We've seen, you know, in the NBA for the last 25 years, outside of maybe the Mavs in 11 and the the, the Pistons in 04 and maybe the Raptors in, in 19, is that the champion tends to have two Hall of Famers, at least two Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. And typically older team, right? Like a 20, 27 and above your superstars are 27 and above, but this year we might have, you know, a, a Suns team. They're really hot right now. Maybe they end up playing, um, you know, the, the Clippers, Paul Georgia hall of famer. I don't know, I guess I, I they let everyone in. Oh and maybe yeah. He's going to be a hall. Of okay. So, so, so the Clippers would fit that role, but, right? But if the, if the Suns win, then it's like, look, Chris Paul, obviously, but Devin Booker's not there yet. DeAndre Aiden's not there yet. Like, what do you, so it, it's, it's going to be a unique year, especially if the Nets get knocked out. Because you look at the East and Bede and Simmons, they, they have a, their series is tied at two. Like I, I like by the way, Sixers first quarter in Game Five coming back home in the first quarter. They've actually played first quarters pretty well against uh, the Hawks so far in this series. Uh, and I think you know, uh, I think Clint Capella called out Embiid right, called him like out of shape or something too, like that. You
0: can't, you just can't do that, man. You can't, you can't call out it. An- Why poke the bear? Right, don't, exactly. Don't, don't do it. But I, on the other, uh, on the other side of that, if Embiid makes a couple of shots, Dave is right, and the Sixers are uh, in a yeah, commanding he, he position. Missed a, he missed here. a wide
1: open layup on the last, the last possession of the game.
0: Right. Everything else goes away if he just finishes that weirdo, doesn't touch the rim in that awkward attempt to to uh, make a layup. He's seven feet tall and, uh, you know, it was ridiculous how badly he missed that shot, but he's banged up and whatever with him. But yes, I the, the larger point is, it's just sort of what might have been, and that's that's Dave, the NHL lover, who's been lamenting that this should have been an all-time NHL playoffs, star-laden Final Four, and instead we have the Habs and uh, the Islanders in it. That's, uh, that's not exactly inspiring for that sport, but at least it's not owed to injury. Um, I really want that Bucks and Sixers, but I only want uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, the Nets and Sixers because of the stylistic differences. Who on the Nets is going to stop if they're healthy and bead and Harris and otherwise. And, and then on the other side of things who I know Ben Simmons can check one of the big three, but really what are the Sixers going to do um, with, with the the Nets all time scores out there? It should be a fascinating series if we can just get to it. Um, but again, it's, it's difficult to give counsel on which ways to go. And we don't literally know what stars are going to be out there and at what level. But as far as that goes, where do you come down on that? MB clearly struggling. Harden is apparently going to give it a go here. We see this in football all the time. Guys running out there maybe not 100%. How do you, uh, you know that one of the most famous tent pole items of the 21st century in pro football was the AFC title game in Foxborough when Phil Rivers played on the damaged ACL yeah. and LT decided early on I'm giving it a go, I'm going to try and they say, he's told me the story of he, he catches a screen pass early in the game and realizes, oh, I can't pull away from Teddy Bruschi. I'm hurting the team more than I'm helping them. I'm, I'm out the rest of the game. Where do you come down on if you're the star jamming yourself into the lineup because of competitive spirit or what you feel you owe the team or otherwise?
1: I mean, a lot of us want to play like we don't want to be hurt. And then when you see your team losing, you want to come back and play and help them out. I mean, it's natural instinct to want to do this, especially if you're a competitor. Um, And this is where the team comes in and says, hey, we got to protect you. Right. Like, I mean, look, I'm sure the team told Anthony Davis, you're not ready to play. And he said, I'm playing. I mean, like, look, what's what's team going to do? Not let him play. Um, We see this all the time. Right. Players. Uh, I, I remember back in, you know, two, I'll take a 2007 or Oregon or Ducks football team. Dennis Dixon Torres ACL against Arizona State ten days before he played Arizona. No one told us he just practiced and played against Arizona, and then tours. I mean, like it was already hurt; wasn't going to get much worse. And he's like, "Look, we were number two in the country. We, we're my Heisman. Maybe I just can. Maybe I'll be fine. And it's never fine, right? That's why I worry about Harden playing. It, it's
0: never fine." Um, well, you just can't make the—my my rule is, as somebody who can get up on Mount Pius about it, if you're going to do it, great, you're a warrior and all that. But if it, if you then lose the game, you can't then blame the injury. Like, well, I wasn't good. I I, I wasn't ready to go because of the injury. Like, you can't <laughs> have it both ways. Like, own it or don't. Like, yeah. uh, because that that kind of uh, stinks. Yeah, it,
1: it, it does, but it's hard not to do that, right? Because—and here's why. Um, you know, teams will try to use that against you, right? When you because it's is the idea, mm-hmm. especially in the NFL, you know, this is someone who's covered the NFL for a long time. If you're on the field playing on Sunday, you are considered healthy, no matter how hurt you are. If you play Sunday, you're considered healthy, and teams will grade your film based off of that. They're, they're not like, well, you know what, Schwartz's ankle was only 60% this game. No, no, nope. you're on the field, the film was graded. And, exactly, and that's why exactly play, that's why right. players say like, "Oh, I was hurt," because just they let people know, like I was hurt." Again, I'm not sure it matters very much. Um, and the NBA is different. Right? James Harden's guaranteed deal them, but like, there's a little bit of pride in that. Work, like, I didn't play my best, guys. It really is because of an injury. But to your point, I get it. If you're a fan, if you're a Nets fan, and Harden tries to play and he sucks tonight, it would be tough to hear like, "Ah, I just I was hurt." I like, guess it's, it's hard to hear that as a
0: fan. And nobody can. And, and th- that's the recurring thing I've been saying on uh, minus three is if you think that that's going to be your excuse nets fans or sixers fans or lakers nobody cares bad people as jeff schwartz did five minutes ago the story coming out of this if the bucks win this series will be like well pj tucker really locked up kd didn't he no. it's like yeah would that have happened if the other two were out there with him no. of course not but that's all anybody remembers is the result people don't look back except if that's your favorite team you will forever make the excuses oh. yeah but we would have done yeah no, yeah, no the rest of the sports least, world will move on and not care
1: is i wonder like i'm a lakers fan i don't think lakers fans will say that this year i think it's just like this just, uh, oh, the team was pretty flawed i mean ad if they get through this round like I, I, as legend, I'm as as long i not going to say that like, all right, well, the team was pretty flawed. It was pretty clear. Um, so, so uh, I think, but I do think some fan bases that continually lose, that's their, that's always their excuse, right? If, Oh, if this guy was healthy, if he was healthy, we had a chance to win that game. Well, he never is. So I don't know.
0: there are different levels of expectations among different fan bases to be sure. Now, how much should fans, let's get into some, uh, you know, scale of one to 10 type stuff here, Schwartz. And Eddie Spaghetti, you jump in here too. By the way, Eddie Spaghetti, um, you're listening to us, but um, Schwartz and I have the pleasure of looking at him. He's barely dressed. He's barely got a stitch of clothing on. He's like a bikini model right now with his tank top. More flesh than than cotton on his back right now. Sunburnt, You've looked better. So you
2: I, think. I, and I felt better too. I do this every year, where like the summer kind of starts here. You know, in Los Angeles, you have like the May gray. June gloom stretch and we had some good weather I go to the beach I think ah, I live here I'm outside a lot the sun won't you know hurt me sure too time. much despite having very very light um, Irish skin and yeah I got burned badly Saturday applied sunblock so I went back to the beach Sunday got burned in different areas and uh, I think by tomorrow I'll be less in pain but right now for those who will see videos eventually my face is pretty shiny I have like aloe and you know uh cream everywhere and it's it's i'm wearing a tank top because the uh the point where your shoulder like the armpit connect it's uh very painful to, to move around so this is uh just don't make me laugh don't make me like smile because it'll hurt my face my two, lips will crack
1: two things no worries there two things one you should have purified yourself in the pacific ocean like your like yes. co host here but secondly is that i found in california because it's not that hot that you don't like put sunscreen on as much as you would like in Charlotte. Correct. Like I walk outside right lane, now, it's yeah. 91 degrees. I'm like, oh geez, it's hot. I got to put sunscreen on. Go no, outside humanity. to LA, it's yep. 81 degrees at the beach. You're like, I don't need sun. I don't need sunscreen, and then it just and then it just gets you. The, I don't too the May gray thing. When did that start? I grew up in LA that never was talked about ever. Dave, you've been for 20 years. I, may gray was, is it, when did that start
0: being a thing? No, I, it's funny. I never heard may gray. Literally. I think maybe my uh, mom uh, told
1: me that this year, like that's what people call me. I've gray. heard
0: I, before I got to LA, I'd heard a lot of June, yeah, gloom. June gloom, and yes. that off. And that's real. That is up real until about noon. It goes away. Yeah. If you're a visitor to Los Angeles and you think, Oh no, it's gray outside. We can't go to the beach. No, just wait till about midday. Go have a nice yeah. breakfast yes. in the meantime. Um Schwartz, Atlantic or Pacific. You're willing to turn your back on your native land. You've turned your back on the Dodgers and uh root for <laughs> the Giants after all. So you'd be willing I believe, to turn your back I, on the Pacific as well.
1: I believe you the proper way to say that is, is the National League best San Francisco Giants. That's the pro- proper oh, way to, to introduce them. Um
0: congratulations. Yeah, we'll see how long this last.
1: Um the Atlantic Ocean is far warmer, it's more fun to get in. Um, if, especially if you have kids who want to get in the, uh, the ocean. But I, I just like Santa Monica Beach, Venice Beach. We were back home two or three weeks ago. We took the kids to Venice Beach and Santa Monica and the pier. I mean, that beats most anything on the East Coast. But the the ocean itself on the on the East Coast is far warmer and more inviting, especially on the South Carolina coast. I mean, there are times where the tide goes all the way out. You can walk all the way out in the ocean and like, just enjoy yourself, you know, in California, the, especially in, in Los Angeles, the rip tides are really bad. So even if you want to get in, you've young kids, you, you got to kind of watch them a little bit more. Um, so they both have their, their strong suit, but there is, there's no humidity out West, which is nice. Like you don't have to. Sweat. Better,
0: better clams. You don't get clams out of the Pacific that you want to eat and, and, you know, I, drop I, them, oysters, and boil them a, up and then pull well, them out with the, with the butter in them. And everything. Yeah, that's I, the,
1: my wife and I like oysters, but only East coast oysters. We don't eat mm-hmm. the West coast oysters. So I just, the, the cold water. Yeah. I, they have the, their, their, benefits, but I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'd love
0: to do a taste test with Jeff Schwartz. I'd love to put three different or five different types of oysters. I tell and you, you could identify which is Pacific, I and which is Atlantic. Let's, do, I, that well, my, my Let's do
1: that. I, my wife, and I eat enough oysters. We, we would be able to figure it out. Um, the beach though. Like I just, the older I get the less I want sand in my crotch. I just like, I just don't like, it just,
0: <sighs> can I tell you something? I am lately, as much as I sing songs about uh, the magical medicinal Pacific, I'm kind of with you. Lake living is good. You know, there's something, you know, more pastoral about that. But but the raging sea is hard to beat as well. And the views you get around the Pacific up and down the coastline. The waves are better. We can go back and forth about this. Now, very quickly... Let's talk some baseball. It is indeed Eddie Spaghetti's weekly chance to shine. He's red hot with the Tuesday $5 dingers. It's a pawn of spaghetti on FanDuel Sportsbook. You get more than one shot to swing for the fences. FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free. That's right. New users get up to $1,000 back in site credit. If your first bet doesn't win, check out FanDuel's new promo live every Tuesday, $5 dinger Tuesdays. Place a $25 or more wager on any player to hit a home run on Tuesday and get a $5 bonus in site credit for every home run hit in the game. Lay it on us, Eddie Spaghetti. You, I think, unless I'm mistaken, I think you've hit home runs on your last two $5 Dinger Tuesday picks here. Let's see if we can make it three.
2: Yeah, I've been lucky. I know I gave out a Gary Sanchez Don't say lucky. No, say it's
0: it's all skill. That's how you have to convince me. Well,
2: my picks are good. The problem is the Yankees and the Yankees' bats and how uh, up and down they've been. It's another tough matchup versus the the Blue Jays. I actually like uh, the Yankees getting the the run and a half. I think there's going to be a lot of runs in this game. I like the over as well. I think it's going to be – I'm hoping the bats come alive here. And if they do come alive, a person that I like a lot is Glaber Torres plus tend to hit a home run. I know he's not a guy you think of immediately for a home run hitter, but his average has been steadily increasing. He's been one of the Yankees' bright spots lately. I know I gave Sal the Miguel Galante pick who won like player of the week for the Yankees. He's been uh, you know, thrust into the lineup due to injuries and stuff, so he's been playing really well. Damn with faint so,
0: praise, MVP of the Yankees.
2: Yeah, for the for the week, but yeah, so I like Labor. Like I said, uh his average is increasing. He's been Uh, playing a lot better at the play for the Yankees, so plus 410 for him to hit a home run. I think he's a sneaky good pick. You get some uh, decent value on that.
0: All right, and uh, the thing that I heard more than anything else, I heard you say the Yankees, and actually they have a, like that's how low things have gotten for Yankees and their fans. You actually, just actually, the New York Yankees. Boy, oh boy, dark days indeed. But make them brighter. Bet with spaghetti. He keeps being right. Weigh in on this. Thoughts and prayers to Eddie Spaghetti with his ongoing sunburn. Thoughts and prayers, perhaps, to Ravens fans and Dolphins fans, two players, one in the AFC North, one in the AFC East, who figure prominently, you would think, in the, the trajectory of both teams and how these things are going to go. Lamar Jackson, hand-wringing abounds on Tuesday as he throws a couple picks at least. Didn't look great in practice um, for the Ravens to a through five I think in minicamp scale of one to 10 how concerned should fans of those teams be in a ju- mid-June minicamp practice
1: um Lamar Jackson not so much I feel like I feel like they're gonna spend this time in the offseason to work on expanding the passing game so like, I would expect that out of Lamar Jackson a little bit as they try to expand the passing game a little bit he's gonna, he's gonna make some mistakes the two things interesting so there's two parts of a practice normally, especially in a mini camp. There's the scripted periods, right, where you have everything, all 8 or 10, 15, 20 plays. They're all written out beforehand. They're all scripted. You know what they are. You often sometimes know what the defense is doing beforehand. They're all scripted out. You know exactly what you're doing. If you make a mistake in those, that's a bad thing because you know what's coming. You know what you're doing. It's a play. Now, there's a called a move the ball period where you're moving the ball down the field and your coach just singles in plays now. Those might be scripted on his end, but they're not told to us beforehand. Oh, not the quarterbacks. That's offensive lineman. We don't ever get the script. We have no idea what's happening. They just call the play. And we we block it. Um, so they'll signal in a play. I okay. So if you screw up and move the ball in a new offense, it was supposedly raining very he- uh, heavy today at the Dolphins' practice. But coming off of last season, I don't know. It's not on a scale of one to a hundred. It's like a two the worry scale for me. But it's not great. I mean, like we don't hear Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and those guys throwing a bunch of picks in practice.
0: Yeah. So bottom. So 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 one to ten. You're like a, a, a point two yeah, or actually, a one I'm here two, one. Yeah. in concern for that. I mean, I'm inclined to agree with you, but you could talk me out of that and tell me like, oh no, in the building this causes. Uh, well, I mean, I think uh, I think uh, great players consternation.
1: Are, I, I so, look, Supposedly, one ball was dropped. One ball was tipped. I don't know. It, I think players. It de- again, it depends on what the goal of the period was. If this was like a, a taking a chance, where you are just like throwing new stuff to, to it, trying to let them figure it out. Uh, maybe you're worried about it, but again, today is is Tuesday. Mini camps over Thursday most likely for them. Maybe they cancel Thursday altogether. And then you leave and you don't remember it. It's like you just, it's gone. You're off training for the off season. and it's not even thought about when you show up week one. no, no one cares. Okay, well.
0: For what? Well, for what it's worth, if you do care, the Ravens currently stand here plus 115 to win the division. The Browns have not jumped past them. The Steelers at plus 40 at plus 440 to win the division and the Bungles plus 2300. I, I, I like revisiting that one because Sal pointed out maybe two months ago that there's an interesting value there. I don't think anybody would no actually that. put money on it. Um, well, okay, we'll get to we'll get to we'll get to that in just a second here. Um, and where the Dolphins are concerned, they sit there at plus three ten behind the Bills, who are minus one fifty. You know, something like this, Tua doesn't look good, and they, he's not winning over the the team or the coaching staff or whatever. That gives me pause because I do think otherwise that we've gotten a little too crazy about what the Bills are and how prohibitively certain we are that they're going to the playoffs and everything else, even with the seven teams. I I think they'll get to the playoffs. But the idea that they're the biggest challenger to the Chiefs is is questionable to me. Now, I know there's another team you have in mind with that. I want to get to that in just a second here. Next one, though, let's stay with these bungles here. Scale of 1 to 10. How important, going into this season, are pass catchers? I have long made the point. It's fun to have it. It makes you it gives you a decided um advantage every week going into it. If you have two guys, if you're the Titans and you have AJ Brown and Julio Jones now, you would seem to have a decided advantage. It does not yield Super Bowl results, though, and that's the ultimate goal. And so then it takes me to the to the Bengals. And all of a sudden, from a fantasy perspective, at least, they go Jamar Chase, who people doesn't mean that people are definitely right but people feel pretty sure that this guy's going to be really good you throw him in with t higgins and tyler boyd and everybody obviously is excited about joe burrow and joe mixon i mean where where do you stand? wouldn't that be on some couldn't you almost make a case that that's the best collection of of web of of skill position guys in the whole division Uh, i know that sounds crazy but i don't think it really is if you think about it is Baker Mayfield better than Joe Burrow ultimately mm-hmm. in year two? I think Joe Burrow should I think be Joe better. Burrow's, That's the expectation. The I expectation. think he's
1: better, but the system in Cleveland is just far superior. The offensive line, the weapons they have all, all in totality. Look, I, I'm with you on skill position players. If you don't have kind of the core of your team in place, right, quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, or pass rush, or whatever you want to justify it, and secondary – Getting the other pieces doesn't matter. Like it's great that they got Chase and Burrow and Higgins and Boyd and, but if they can't block for Burrow,
0: none of that matters at all. Um, I know you wanted them to take Sewell Sewell. instead of Chase, but I mean
1: we'll find out a couple years if that if that works out or not. Um, But I just the thing about the teams that kind of are continually bad is that just for me personally, when I when I try to pick division winners. It's really hard for me to pick a team that really hasn't done it in a long time over teams like the Ravens who continually just win regular season games. Like, say what you want about them in the playoffs. They just run the table the regular season. They, they just – they beat teams regular season. I On the Steelers, um, my concern with them is Big Ben, right, is that we've seen now older quarterbacks throw Tom Brady out, but the other guys – Dave, they start to go back d- down a little bit. They don't really come back up very often. Um, and so, if Ben is on the downside of his career, then you know they're not going to be good. I mean, there's not right as good as as much I like Tomlin. You know, I was like hype train last year for the Steelers. like number one hype train fan. As much I like Tomlin and the defense and the, and the weapons they have and and the offensive line, I think they improved the offensive line uh, in, in in the two guys they drafted. It's just hard for me to pick a team with a quarterback kind of on the down, um, but the Bengals haven't done it. Like they just haven't done it, and, and you know took the Browns last year to kind of break through that for me to finally believe in them. And they're the team I think is is the is the competitor of the Chiefs. Um, and so with the Bengals, I just gotta see them do it first. I'm okay being laid on that wagon if they're if they're if they're that that good this year.
0: They did doll up the defense a little bit. They just happen to be in this rugged division. And as I say, I've said at least a million times, and we'll say for at least a million and first time to you here and now, in June, way easier to make a case for why a team is going to be better than we kind of expect them to be, than why a team's going to be bad and definitely miss the playoffs. So with that as the backdrop, Jeff Schwartz, it is time for you now. Why don't we do it AFC North? It's not impossible Because of that extra playoff team these days, then all four teams can make the playoffs. It's never happened and probably won't because the math kind of doesn't really allow for it to get all four in there. You're going to have to have somebody at least be the weak sister who everybody beats. However, let's go ahead and do it. AFC North, if you can definitely say one is not going to the playoffs, here's your opportunity The floor is yours, Jeff Schwartz. One team, definitely not going to the playoffs.
1: I mean, I I know it's fun to say the Bengals, and I think you can use that one, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, Again, I, I just, yes, Dave, um, the problem is Ben, right? Like, give me examples of quarterbacks at his age. You're being that, recorded right know, now, Jeff. This
0: isn't a friendly – this isn't you just uh, trolling me here. No, this is, here's why. The he, people are going to see this and hear fine. about that's this. That's fine. I mean, they, they – You're more confident about they, the Bengals no, 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 no. than the Steelers. I'm more confident. You're just trying to be splashy here.
1: Yes, essentially, yes. I, I mean, both oh. don't make the playoffs. But um, it's no fun to say the Bengals. We just talked about the Bengals. I'm telling you that my Steelers case. Um okay. The reason why – Is quarterback, how many guys at Big Ben's age who I think we agree, right? Not the same quarterback, not the same guy. He's kind of on the downswing of his career. How many guys just like pop back up and become good again?
0: Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Tom Brady was never bad, though. <laughs> that was, Tom, Tom Brady was bad the, two years ago. What are you talking about? He wasn't about? bad and two went years ago. He had, no, he had
1: no one to throw to. He was fine that season.
0: Well, Rob Ben Roethlisberger had no offensive line. What do you, I mean, so what? I can make excuses, too. Not, not no.
1: The offense like a pass protect. They just couldn't run block last year. Pass protect just fine
0: last season. Well, we 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 would never know that because the ball was out of his hands. 0.2 <laughs> seconds after after it hit. him. I,
1: I never that whole offense last year? The RPO thing just never made sense to me. We talked about it all year.
0: I noted we talked. Wow, well, you and I talked about it on this show and on text message and otherwise. Like, is it really a run pass option if no run the quarterback <laughs> never intends to to use the option of running? He's always going to throw it. It's it And by the way, the other thing I always like about it is when he does it. it's really strange. Like it's it's as though it's like, I don't know how to work the remote control. I'm too like like my my father, like somehow like I don't know how to hold the ball when I do an RPO. How do you kids do it? Like it was Uh, it really strange.
1: I I, I just think that again, man, like I I just gotta I I just think they're the team that their their win total is eight and a half, right?
0: Yes, it's crazy to me. Do no. people forget that there are 17 games? Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger are going to win double people, digits.
1: Coming. I think that's people telling you, man, like just, damn, we're okay. telling you, man, we're telling you, it ain't going to happen this year.
0: I know. I, I Listen, I am not, uh, despite what you think, just some pie-eyed optimist about my teams. I'm more down well, yeah, on them than I am more, optimistic generally. You're more like the fan
1: down. Like you're just you're just like, you, you know how fans are, right? We always think the worst is going to happen just so when the best happens, we get excited when the worst happens. Like, see, I told you so. I get it. I'm a fan too.
0: Let's let's one or two. What one to 10 it here. How crazy do you think former Steeler, former jet, former chief Levy and Bell's comments were about Andy Reed? Were you, what do you think he could have said by the way? What, what do you think Andy Reed said to him that would set bell off like that? I know what he said. Probably
1: like you're going to play. I don't know. We're going to give you a carries.
0: Oh, okay. I mean, probably. And so he felt, he felt like I mean, he was
1: the right second now. leading rusher on their team last year. Like, I don't, I, I, okay. I mean, you got, I think he got 69 carries or 68 carries. Um, nice. I know. Thank you for bringing it. Is he the first guy to ever talk poorly about Andy Reid ever?
0: It seems like it. Yeah. I mean, listen, you go through, well, also you're in a, in an organization with Mike Tomlin. And who who is a coach's coach, I mean, a player yeah, nice. and an organization that tends to pay out its contracts in full. So he goes from there, goes, has to go to New York. That doesn't work out. Then he goes to Andy Reid in the Super Bowl uh, contender, and that doesn't work out either. Um, I mean, who? you know, as they say, you only need one team to be interested in you. Does and Bell play NFL football again?
1: Probably because someone will get or get hurt and he'll sign somewhere. Um, my favorite thing about the whole thing with Le'Veon Bell, is uh, two things. One is he's, you know, he does the line of like, I'm sorry, but I don't regret what I said. Well, I mean, are you, are you sorry then, I guess? The other one that people do, and this it's not just Le'Veon Bell, it's, it's in politics too, is they say something, and this is what we're talked about with like the, the players that are unvaccinated, right? They're giving their opinion on it. People push back on that opinion or push back on Le'Veon Bell. And they say, I have the right to say what I want. No one said otherwise. Who said you can't say whatever you want? No one said, Le'Veon Bell, shut up. You can't talk. We're just like, yeah, your opinion's wrong. Like, everyone likes Andy Reid. It's a you problem. Or you know, for Montez Sweat, everyone's like, yeah, it's not really how vaccines work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not – we're not saying you can't say what you want – the, 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 you're not free of criticism because you he, give your opinion i don't understand i don't why. Is, this is like this is like this thing drives me absolutely okay. even no matter what political spectrum you're on conservative left right steelers fan broncos fan, it, 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 you're not free of consequence of saying whatever you want like i i said the same thing to someone i said well okay fine don't don't criticize my football opinions they're my opinions it's my right it's my right guys to say what i want steelers fans don't don't criticize me please I said what I want. It's my right. It's my right. Like what, Dave, what the hell is that?
0: Well, as we've talked about, the adverbs are dangerous. You know, they're the most dangerous type of word in the English language. When people use actually, it plays as an insult. You know, I didn't, I didn't agree with what Jeff Schwartz thinks, but actually he made a good point. It <laughs> indicates surprise that you're capable <laughs> of that. But also, no, no but worse than that is, is, is arguably. Arguably is the worst, like arguably Chris Paul's the greatest point guard of all time. Like, Hey, I said, arguably like, yeah, it doesn't give it merit. I can, ar- I can say, I can argue any point that I want to. It doesn't mean that there's, that there's any merit in anything being said. And somehow people think that I said, arguably like, yeah, we <laughs> understand. Like I said, it's my, I, I'm not going to waste the characters on social media to say in my opinion it should be assumed it's my opinion if I'm saying it right. Well, like, there are times where just, i just—I was just giving my opinion, yeah, and I'm pushing s- back to say your opinion is dumb. There are times I have That's to all. say that
1: because sometimes you know, like it's about the Chiefs or the Oregon Ducks when like I have to make it very clear, like it's me talking, not not talking to someone else. My favorite too is the, is the no disrespect
0: and then blame disrespect afterwards. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that, that's Maurice Jones, Drew's favorite. Like it allows you to get out of jail free card to say anything you want. No disrespect, but yeah. yeah that's like
1: a, no, no disrespect, Jeff, but I hate your opinions. Oh, okay, Well oh, <laughs> hey, no disrespect. Thank you. I appreciate that criticism of me.
0: <laughs> As I always say about the first amendment, it is great because it gives everyone the right to, tell everybody how dumb that's a it's it's your right to say whatever you want just don't expect us to agree with it because you've said it out loud um so yes i i i do now question and by the way as they always point to like with guys who get suspended whether or not they get a, a second or third chance is can they still play it doesn't really look much like levy and bell has a ton left in the tank so we'll see what happens there um what do you think about, uh, let's stick with, uh, with the Steelers for one second here on Matt Canada as they, you know, overhaul the offense to some degree, and there was a lot of back and forth about that, and probably the last four months have been devoted to this idea of, you know, Art Rooney 2 calls Matt Canada directly as he is, becomes the coordinator. we got to be more physical. One, how does that, how do you install physicality into a sport that has collisions on every play. So I always laugh about, like, they're a physical football team. Yeah, they all are. They're all hitting each other, one. And so what – does that have any value to the players right now in minicamp or into the season? And, two, Matt Canada, the balance is like, okay, he's a future Hall of Fame first ballot QB here, but also, to your point, he's not as good as he was in his prime, and so we have to modify the offense to make it it go – Um, around number seven here. So Canada says into a microphone on Tuesday, um, we're going to do what Ben wants to do. It's his offense. So talk about those two things and how you make those adjustments around a quarterback and, and the notion of physicality too. Matt
1: Canada and what big Ben want to do, I think are totally separate things. Like I, I, like the offense Matt Canada ran forever, right? Jet sweeps, fly sweeps, quick passes, Um, so here's the part about the physical run game. In my opinion, it's, it's scheme based. I said a lot last year about the Steelers, right? I thought a lot of times it was scheme based more than just physical ability of players. Let me explain that. Um, when you're in an offense that is, um, a lot in shotgun, right? The offensive linemen are two point stances. Um, and when they're upright in two point stances, it's really hard to be physical in the run game a lot of times because you're just, you're just, you're up, you're high, you're upright, When you're down a three-point stance, when you're under center a little bit more, and when you kind of can get that good momentum off the ball, it makes you more physical. When you're an offensive scheme that is kind of – either you major in one thing, like outside zone, like what Shanahan's teams do, right, the kind of Shanahan offense, or you just have a multiple variety run game, then teams can't really clue in on what you're doing. So Steelers last year, in my opinion, were too limited in their run game and then too much from Shotgun. So it was the same things over and over again. And then it was just from gun. Everyone kind of got, it's was like, oh, they're running inside zone out of shotgun. What a surprise. I mean, like if, if you're in shotgun with a back off set, not a lot of run plays really, right? I mean, we've seen some of the the stuff in college with the GT counters and and maybe you pull a couple guys out. But we haven't seen that much get to the NFL quite yet. The Chiefs do a little bit of it. The Ravens obviously maybe the only team who, who runs that off, but that's kind of their offense, right? So to me, it's just more like under center, Let's get our hand back in the dirt if you're an offensive lineman, and let's kind of get it more variety to the run game. That, that's what I hear when. That's what I think. So it do. is
0: something. So it is something demonstrable that that the fans in the stands will be able to pick I, up. I think so. Will, and I th- will we feel it or because it feels it feels hard a little bit like we're we're gonna well, be a physical yeah. football. We're gonna well. come out and punch you in the mouth like all right, how does that really work? The other team's going to do the, they're going to block you too. They're yeah, going I, I to just a, I, every I play. I think it's
1: more of just a, a, a little bit of a change of mindset. That, that's to me, that's to me what it is. Um, just a little bit of a change of mindset, um, and how we run the football. And, you know, I think the additions of, of green, um, you, Dotson last year as well. You, who was the other kid you drafted at offensive line this year? My buddy trains both the kids. It was green and, um, uh, he drafted,
0: uh, SEC kid. Um, uh, tackle, Wait, or was it the A&M kid?
1: The A&M kid, Dan Moore. Um, so, yes, you got Dan right. Moore, you got Green from Illinois, and you got uh, Dotson oh, last good. year from right. from uh, from um, Louisiana. Those are physical players. Like, I think just the addition of kind of those guys, but maybe the lineup a little bit as you know is, is Villanueva was getting older and just kind of the, the pieces were getting older, bring those guys in the lineup, uh, I think it's pretty helpful to making that happen. So, um, I think all those things matter. But again, it's not like a... It's not, Dave, it's not like a thing where like you just say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to get on the sled more. It's, not, it's like, it's a, I think it's a philosophy of running the football that makes you more physical.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. So, um, I, I, the other thing I keep saying is too, I defer to you and Ross Tucker and a small handful of other human beings to assess, uh, Duke. Um, Thorne, who you've pointed out, but very few people really know. But if Colbert and the guys in the building say Chooks and Banner are are tackles and we think that they can do it, and the only reason that you would be cynical about them is what you said about uh, the Bengals earlier is they haven't done it yet. But if if you think that they have the physical goods, I'm I'm inclined to roll with that and assume that they probably know a lot more about it than I do. But talking about adding guys – Let's do it. Let's start with Spaghetti's division, the NFC East. I I fashioned a list of some big-name free agents out there who I don't know are necessarily incented to do anything now. If I were a a veteran free agent, I would wait until September 1st until uh, training camp's over. why would I want to go sweat it out all of August if I could just have my feet up and then play hero when the season's about to actually start. Name one guy for me, high-end free agent, plug him onto one team, in the NFC, East that would allow you to say, like, you know what? That makes me feel differently about how this division's gonna break. And there are some big ones. You got Richard Sherman out there, you have Steven Nelson, uh, Okung, Melvin Ingram, I think, is the guy who, when he's healthy, which isn't a ton, but when he's healthy, he is dominant. He's the best name out there, but Justin Houston remains out there. K.J. Wright somehow is there. Malik Hooker is being looked at by a number of teams as we speak. There's some decent, at least, options at offensive tackle. How say you there, Schwartz?
1: So for the Giants, I had pass rush, right? Like Melvin Ingram to me or Justin Houston, that feels like if you're the Giants, those are two spots you look right away. The two guys.
2: Uh, I Yes and no. I definitely agree. And defensively, a pass rusher is the way to go. The one thing I will say to push back on that is Patrick Graham last year turned water into wine. And I trust him again to do that this year. And they are getting Lorenzo Carter back, who was uh, missed most of the last year with an injury. I still go back to offensive line besides the Chargers. They're the second worst uh, offensive line in of football. And with, with the amount of time span that Dalen Jones had in the pocket. So whoever is the best offensive lineman, and I'm not even sure if I want to say plug him in at left guard or plug him in at a, at a right tackle. If Nate Soldier's not going to come back because uh, he took a year off for the, for COVID, I would probably lean towards offensive line just to get some extra bulk up front.
0: Um, all right, let's play this same thing and do it with the AFC AFC east jeff schwartz and we continue to keep our eyes on what goes on up in new england mac jones again i don't know how much we're supposed to react to it but apparently a little more accurate if nothing else than cam i don't, I feel bad for cam already but all right go ahead fix the afc east with one player or swing it by adding one of these names
1: um it's oh, a good question um afc east so buffalo i mean i think if you can add you know like uh another corner to kind of help you slow down the chiefs. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's twice division, Exactly. Tweet the vision. Exactly. Um, to wait, the bitch, I think Buffalo is pretty well as a favorite. Um, I would probably do that. I think I just continue to add pieces to help stop the chiefs. I think they're pretty well, the favorite though.
0: No? Yeah. I, I well, I mean, I don't know. I, I think the Chargers are going to win that division. I know Wait, you think that's uh, crazy. But
1: oh, I, oh, yeah. We're still doing that thing. Okay. I wasn't sure if you, I wasn't yeah, I'm sure if you do- got over that yet, but okay, cool.
0: I don't know why. It's I been a would, while. All right. The, what, the, what, the Chiefs are just going to win the division every year as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the team? Is that the approach we're going to take? Yeah. All right. I mean, he's kind of I a mean, victim. I, I, I mean, until the Chiefs. There are many ways that we can look are. at it, but – Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback until other guys came into the league and and were a tick better than him or as good as him. This is what happens. Patrick Mahomes is not the last human being to enter the league that's going to be like, well, that's it. No one's ever going to be that good again. In fact, because of the way he plays, this has opened things up and possibilities for guys who have a certain – as you always point out, Patrick Mahomes was not – the retroactive amnesia that a lot of people apply here. Well, I can't believe the bears didn't take Mahomes. You couldn't just plug him in okay. anywhere and have him worked out. I know you love that point. No, I think I it's don't, right. No, no, no. I think there are guys who play like, I think, I don't think Trey Lance, I don't think the Niners move heaven and earth to get Trey Lance. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't do what he's done the last I 100% uh, agree. three, four years,
1: Bears fans and everyone else say this, the proper way to say this is that you should have drafted Deshaun Watson. Not Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Patrick Mahomes was not, to your point, Dave, very specific, I think, to being great with Andy Reid. He would have been good other places, but with Andy Reid, he elevated him to the top. And Deshaun Watson was like sitting right there. So um, I, who, do, who do you have in the AFC East as the one player that could sway the, divi- the division?
0: I, you know, I there another guy who's out there is uh, Golden Tate is interesting to me. If he doesn't, you know, if you don't try to use him, from injury or otherwise is your de facto number one pass catcher. That's, that's a reach, but you drop a guy like golden Tate into, into, in I could see him in Miami doing some stuff. I, I, I like him to Buffalo too. I wouldn't, I know they get Ma- Emmanuel Sanders, but I wouldn't, I don't think they'd be crazy to, um, to chase him to your point that it's a shootout always when you're playing against the chiefs and you got to be able to keep up with them. Um, I had another point about the AFC West, and I do want to get your AFC North one. And I wanted to hear about you on college football. We'll say make sure you listen to Jeff Schwartz's smart. Covered than that you. today on today's episode. So, uh, so tune in. I know you did. So I will defer to you and we'll continue to talk about it here. Time yes. is running very short. I can't believe how do we go 50 minutes very yes. quickly? Because I know you wanted to talk about it. One, confirm or deny. You are you're a pro football player. Formal. And all of that, and you get to talk into a microphone, and people give you money to do it, and all that. But ultimately, you're a Twitter troll, right? At times, yes. That, that's I because I want to confirm. I don't want there to no, be no. It's not really around. it's not really
1: trolling. I just know I know how to get fan bases going.
0: And I, I see that. Okay, that's no, trolling. No, no,
1: because the difference of trolling, in my opinion, is that you say things you don't believe. I say should I believe. Like,
0: I, I, I'm not like.
1: You and I agree like, on that.
0: I, I I whatever you think of how dumb I am, I at least I believe yeah, my Yeah, same with
1: stuff. me. Like I like, like if I troll your fan base, it's cuz I th- think that's what I think. I don't know like sorry, but there's certain fan bases like that I just know like just the trigger it in a freaking heartbeat.
0: Um I wanted. I also wanted to give you some room to defend where You could do that. I mean, I, own most man. You understand that there you're are people the minority You understand in this, by people the way. make I don't care. Doesn't, so what? A lot of people thought uh, Two and a Half Men was funnier than The Simpsons. The, I, I, I'm comfortable in the minority on some subjects. Two and a Half I, Men, you know funny. what their
1: show? What was that Big Bang Theory? Never got it. Never laughed one time. I don't I Never Never
0: said it. I, 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 comedy is subjective, as they say. Then again, people are wrong. If you think Two and a Half Men was better, or Big Bang Theory was better than the Larry Sanders. Well, people I don't like, know what people say you.
1: like Big Bang Theory is better than The Office. I'm like... I,
0: Tell me something. Tell me how the inner workings go here. I'll I'll, I'll leave you with this. This has been yet another offseason, or actually it started during the season. High-end QBs being a pain in the ass. This is a consistent feature. This is not one guy doing it. But to make the Aaron Rodgers thing right, why is everybody not on board? What am I missing about this? That the obvious answer for the Packers except for some sense of pride and uh, we can't let the tail out of the dog and the players dictate to us. Why isn't the obvious answer for Gutenkunst to get to the microphone and say, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Aaron led us to a 13 and three record in the, in the NFC title game in 2019. But the last couple of years, it felt like maybe we were getting close to the end and we wanted to roll over. We have a great legacy of great quarterbacks from star to Favre to Aaron and um, but now we realize Aaron has a lot more left and that's why we're trading Jordan Love. It's a You can get QBs the next yeah. season if you need to. Why right. isn't that the answer, to get rid of Jordan Love and make this whole mess go away? Obviously, Rodgers would be happy if you did that.
1: That's the best way to get rid of this issue,
0: right? But they're not going to do it though, right? No, you No, know they're because, not going to do that, but that is the answer. What if they do
1: that and Rodgers doesn't show up?
0: Well, I guess you would have to call him like you didn't call him before you took Love and say like, if we trade love, will this all go away, Aaron? Will you come back from Hawaii? Yeah, I mean will you get off Miles like, Taylor's shoulders the thing, and stop playing chicken the thing, though with he's, him he's, and, he's, and come play football? He's coming back
1: anyways, though, right? Like he's not sitting out the season. And then and then they're, they're not, like and they're not whisper it like it's a secret. They're, they're not it? trading him. So like he's he's either playing for them or he's not playing this season. Like the Packers don't have to do any of that. Just hey, buddy, all right, well, forfeit thirty million dollars, be my guest.
0: Did did you see the Tuesday morning, the golf thing he did with Tom Brady? And all it was was roasting the Packers well. and like, oh, I should have gone for it on third down. That's all season. You want that? If you're the Packers, you want all season Aaron Rodgers going on different people's podcasts and whatever, and doing interviews about like, yeah, but they huh?
1: <laughs> Should have kept, should have kept the man, the Packers, right? Like though, you
0: they, that is not a reasonable if spot. If you're the Packers though,
1: and you drafted Jordan Love for a reason, because you want to be your, your franchise quarterback, then you're like, all right, well, and, yeah, of course, if he doesn't play well, then you look stupid. If he comes in and plays well, then Rogers, who cares what Rogers says? He's wrong, wrong on this. And but
0: that's yeah. the whole thing. Right. They're gambling though about how Jordan Love's gonna play. Better to preserve their jobs. Forget about what it does for the fans or for Aaron Rodgers for their own sake. Don't cut your nose to spite your face. Trade Jordan Love. You're, you can worry about it in 2023 or 24 when Rodgers retires. He's not it, it, the. It is resolvable in a couple of years. That's the point I will make for every team. You can get a quarterback. There are more good quarterbacks now than there were 10, 15 years ago. That's it. Jeff Schwartz. Do you want to say something about flip flops? Because they're gross.
1: What What about them? Is my flip flops are Olakai's. They're like a hundred dollars. They're not gross.
0: Well, Joey Molinaro agrees with me at least on this. He says slides are okay. I think they're also gross, but I don't like when uh, it's also just. Uh, I don't need the, the the thought of like that piece of cloth in between your toes somewhere. I'd rather. Why I'd never do you think about be. that? Like, I
1: don't think just, about that when I see it somewhere cause else because I like,
0: see it. You're putting it in. You're sticking it I'm in six, my face. I'm six, I don't six, want seven, to. Have you don't to see look at
1: my feet. I put another body to look at.
0: I mean, you do have a lot of body. That's true. <laughs> At least you have the dignity to cover it, unlike our friend Ed. If I knew Eddie, this, is, I should have just take my shirt off for the whole
1: podcast. I thought about it too. It's
0: like, how did we? How did we fill an hour here? It's really this is ridiculous. We barely talkers. even started two talking yet. Talkers. All right. Do you have anything you'd like to say least, on your yeah. way out after you've impugned the Pittsburgh Steelers?
1: Uh, I don't know. Well, I'm just, I just I think I'm right on that one. It's not a troll job because last year, look, last year, y- y'all loved me when I said the Steelers we're going to be the, you know, beat the Chiefs, and now
0: can't. Here's the last question, because the one thing we agreed on was that the Titans no. weren't going to be that good. Or they, win, they They have to win that division, right? There's no way they don't, unless Carson Wentz is a world beater. Yeah, I mean... I think beater. the he best has to be a top Carson Wentz
1: is this year's average, like league average. That's what I think he's...
0: That could be enough. And that this could Phil be Rivers enough. Phillip Rivers was league
1: position. average last year. They're a little bit above average, and they finished second in the division. But um, the Titans thing, like, doesn't – they're the, almost the same team as last year. They've they got to be – if there are new pieces on defense, could be good. They have a chance. But otherwise, if they can't stop anyone, it doesn't matter uh, with Julio.
0: I'm not being a time troll here on you, Shorts, because I know you have to go. But one last thing. Who gets to the finals in the NBA from the East? Who's going to survive this uh, this four-team mix now? Um –
1: I'd say the Bucks, probably the Bucks. If harder, here's wow. why. So,
0: I think if the Bucks played the Hawks, the Hawks with, would.
1: be Yeah, there. but I think I think Philly wins that series in the end. The thing with Philly is that one of your two best players can't play at the end of game because he can't shoot. Not not really good, weird. not good. Like, I don't know if I trust Middleton at the end of a game to win a game, but I definitely don't trust Simmons. <laughs> Like it. and you know, and, and, and Embiid, obviously uh, not Embiid, uh, you know Embiid uh and uh and Giannis. Giannis, just dude, you don't have to shoot threes, man. You'll be everyone will accept you if you just shoot a bunch of twos. It's okay.
0: I know he's the an MVP and everything, but there's something lacking in fundamentals. I always said, like, if you ever get to a, a Giannis V A D kind of final situation, which seemed possible at one point, um, there's just something incomplete. I mean, obviously incomplete. He can't shoot the ball um, from, from, from outside. That's not great for an MVP, but yeah, I'll, um, I don't even know what to say at this point. Who who knows? Who's going to play? It's impossible to make a pick. That said, I I guess I'll stick with the Sixers. Jeff Schwartz, you're the tops fella. Uh, Check out all his great work on Fox sports. And uh, like I say, um, Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Track it down. Great college football deep dive. I haven't even heard it and yet. I know it's going to be great because Schwartz on college football is hard to beat. And uh, let's keep it sooner is that rather one of those than things, later. As, uh, is that one of the approaches. things
1: where you say like, um, uh, what was the line you said earlier? The not a not arguably the other one, the one where you're like, <laughs> you're like oh I, I didn't listen to it, but I'm, I just I, it's probably good.
0: You know, it was yeah, exactly. actually pretty good. Yeah. You know, I, I heard Jeff because and also your voice goes up it's, it's, too. Yeah, this is funny. It's, it's actually pretty it is, good. And when your voice goes up, you're also yeah, lying. You're also lying, like, like uh, that's. It's like Garrett Cole talking about the the spider glue or whatever it's called. Like, I don't know how to answer that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Did I or did I not? Did you? Who's to say? Really. The Bucs are plus 150, so Schwartz uh, has uh, is favored uh, along with FanDuel. The Nets, plus 165. The Sixers, plus 240. And the Hawks, way back there, plus 2,500. EGAD, no one believes in you outside your locker room, Trey Young. Use it as fuel. All please. right, Schwartz, thanks so much, Pally. There he goes, the great Jeff Schwartz. And Eddie Spaghetti, any final thoughts from you you'd like to do? I thought we might have uh, the luxury of some time to kibitz here on the back end. Why don't you – I know you – and your pal Mikey Meatballs will react uh, in 48 hours to all things NHL and uh, the Islanders. I do think, let me say this to you, though. I know this is a little bit of a stretch. The, the Vegas Knights laid waste to the Habs as they should. They're obviously a better team. I think that that it made me feel really good seeing that about my prediction that the lightning are going to win four straight here against the Islanders. Now no, they're, they're just no, the they're superior no. team. The Islanders are, the Islanders are better than the Habs by a lot. You know, they're the, I'm not, I guess I am kind of equating them because they're both four seeds. Um, but the lightning are, are certainly, I know everybody is in on the nights and think they're the, the better, the lightning are so, so overwhelmingly loaded offensively. I think that, um, it, it, you know it it the clock strikes midnight on the Islanders and and Tampa wins four straight here. No, right?
2: I, I don't think so at all. I think it's I don't know lately what's up with your opinions on like the y- you're mad at like the Islanders and the Canadians making it to the final four like those because it sucks. No, it doesn't. Uh, you you're obsessed with like these like style points and wanting to see the flashy teams that are good in the regular season. Like why does it matter if look the Avalanche far and away the best team in the NHL this year. The one team that played the Avalanche really really well this entire uh, regular season of NHL hockey like were the Vegas Golden Knights. The Vegas Golden Knights are my pick to now win the whole entire thing. They will be hoisting the cup because they're the best all-around team. The one reason why the Islanders are having their way, well, at least in Game 1, with the Lightning and and why the series was close uh, last year is because the Islanders are a physical team and they're a well-coached team. And on the other side of the ice with the Lightning, they're not as physical. They are offensive-minded, but some of their players are a bit softer, and Meatballs actually did bring this up on the last Spaghetti meatballs is that Vasilevsky is not playing as strongly uh, as as normal, so if you have right. a little bit of goaltender issues, then, you know, so basically my, my point is, like, I'm the hockey and being a seven-game series has a really good way of finding out which teams truly are better or you know, in, in the playoffs, and I'm okay if the style points, flashy teams the regular season do not make it that far. I'm, I'm alright with uh, a, a Vegas Golden Knights championship. I'm okay with a Phoenix Suns championship. It's the, I like seeing the different things. I don't need the, the uh, you know you're a pedigree stuff. I don't need to see those teams we constantly see uh on television or listen to uh in the the finals so I, I think- like
0: I don't like that the league disincents or or it, I should say it incents you know physical play over the you know favoring the, the, the most gifted player. Well, that's how you make but you, the sport more popular, it's, it's though. And, and the, game. the answer is like, why don't I like that? Because the Detroit, what was better, when the Detroit Pistons were winning titles or when the Showtime Lakers were winning titles? Obviously, when the but, Lakers were, it's better for the sport. But that's, those, I, I, I'm uh, just trying cares, to pull back who and. Cares? A, who cares? They want, It's a seven game series. It's a seven game series. And, and guess what? what?
2: The, I, the, that Detroit Pistons team gets brought up so much more than pretty much any recent NBA t- Finals team. Maybe that, maybe the Dallas Mavericks team that beat the the Miami Heat and the Heat's. I believe it was their first year as like the Big Three. Like those teams get brought up. Everyone kind of rooted for the the LeBron uh, Cavs to come back three to one versus the Warriors. Like people like those fun stories. That's the were a why fun
0: story. I figured it out. Okay, one. You like it. You like it because when you were ten years old, when spaghetti was, uh, was still was al dente. Nation. No, because when when spaghetti was al dente, watching uh, his Knickerbockers play the Heat, the rest of the world was like, these are interesting. These wars. These seventy seven to seventy four final scores in in NBA playoff games. But it was ultimately like we got to get out of this. Like David Stern was like, we cannot have this be our product and that's i guess what i'm getting at it's it's, it's more engaging when it, you know you uh, i am against any about adding extra playoff teams to engage more people This is the same thing that I'm talking about, though, loosening things up so that your stars get to be um, full-fledged stars. But all right, let's not go on and on. Sal says, I said take the Lightning to win four straight. Sal says better value. You'll win more money if you just bet the Lightning to win every game if you are certain that the Lightning are going to beat the Islanders in the series. Just bet the Lightning every game. Until the series is over. Very good. We'll be back in 48 hours with our main man, Kevin Hench, to chop it up then. And before that, we will be kibitzing with Cousin Sal on Extra Points. Make sure you're tr- checking out all the great stuff on the Extra Points Network. It really is delightful stuff. Wouldn't you say so, Eddie Spaghetti? Yeah.
2: It's, even so if you I,
0: didn't work here, would you say that?
2: Uh, that, that is true. Uh, even if I did not work here, I'd still be consuming all these pods. You got a little bit of everything. You got basketball Which pods. Which is your
0: least favorite, though? Which is your least favorite? Pro- probably minus three. Jerk. all right that's it i'm done um all, all i do all the effort all the time i take and that's the thanks i get um i can't believe schwartz picked the Steelers of all the teams Je- Je- jeff schwartz i say pick one team that's not going to go to the playoffs no playoffs for you i'm not giving him the song though because i disagree with it all right um, I hope you'll agree to subscribe and listen and tell your friends and family all about the good times we have here on Minus 3. Make sure you're uh, you're downloading it, commenting, um, rating, all that stuff that you do, wherever you find your, uh, your favorite podcasts. And uh, like I say, back in 48 hours. Till then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.